Welcome, kings and queens, to the Wake Up Call podcast with me, Leo Crystal Queen. Tonight, I have a very special guest. David Riddle is here with us, and he'll be speaking about the Akashic Records and the way that he does healing. Welcome, David. Can you hear me well? I sure can. Can you hear me well? Yes. So happy to have you here on the podcast. Thank you for coming here, sharing your light. Oh, it's a miracle to be here, believe me. So thank you so much for having me. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad to uh, I'm glad to answer any of your questions or to tell any little story that you would like to know. Um, but you know, basically, just to to start it off, is that I use mm -hmm. the Coptic records in a way that's very unique because I use it as a way to connect up with my client's own Akashic blueprint energy. Mm -hmm. So we all have like our own energetic blueprint uh, that is basically created even before we land on this planet. And by opening up the Akashic records for my clients, I'm able to uh, download that download that energy that's the purest form of who they are um, and also help release the blocks that may have occurred over their lifetime. Wow. This is like... This is amazing. I mean, the way that you're doing it is completely different. Obviously, some people reading the energy and just tell you where you're coming from, and they're using the Akashic Records in a very, very different way. Uh, so how? tell us the story. How did you start up with that? From all the other spiritual you know, techniques, how did you land up about Akashic Records and how do you channel the energy? Well, yeah, you know, I... Um... You know, I started my spiritual journey, left the corporate world, and I was starting to do my own uh, Reiki practice. Let's just put it that way, where I was a level mm -hmm. two practitioner and I was starting to work with clients. And um, it was just really interesting. There would be these occasions, not for everybody, but for a few people where I could feel while I was doing the Reiki, this mm -hmm. energy that wanted to come in, you know, like I could feel it like almost like at my crown. And it feels mm -hmm. like it stopped at the top of my head. And I'm like, I, I could tell that that was a good energy. And I would actually like be looking up in the ceiling and saying, you know, what is this? How can I tap into this? You know, I can feel that mm -hmm. there's something more. And where I was, uh, where, where I was, was I was actually as a, uh, um, as a coordinator of uh, workshops at a metaphysical bookstore. And there's somebody that, a lot of people have heard of for the Akashic Records, um, who was, I think, about four years into doing the Akashic Records at that point in 1998. She she came back to the uh, she came back to our uh, store and was doing a class, and she asked if I could help out, and she would give me the class. Now, see, the thing is, normally I wouldn't have taken the class because. I know that it was more for readings, but I said, yeah, I'd love to, you know, to find out more about it. And so it, it ended up being more of a trade. So um, it made mm -hmm. sense. And I'm like, okay, I'll explore this. Well, um, the first day you learn to read for yourself. And I thought that was pretty cool. I got kind of a little bit of information for myself, but when I started reading for other people the next day, um, it was like that energy that I could feel, in my Reiki sessions that wanted to come through, just like immediately popped into my body. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, and it was even given during that class 
that I would be doing the type of work that I'm doing. So in, in, as a matter of fact, in the, you know, that was back in 1998 and I've never outside of other classes that I've taken with Linda, I've never done a, an Akashic record reading. It's all, mm -hmm. it's all energy work that I do with it because it, because of the way it fits in, into my body. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and plus my intent too. I'm, I've never mm -hmm. really was much of a reader. It was just mm -hmm. that that was like my, my gift, you know, or my, what I was able to tune in with, put it that way. Yeah. I, I think everyone should really um, resonate with what they're doing uh, when it comes to like um, energy work. I mean, for example, like for me, I need to be in a very, very high energy when I do my, my reconnective healing, because otherwise, you know, um, it can drain me sometime. And I think it's, it's, you have to be mindful and to protect yourself because you don't want to be giving, but also draining yourself. And that only happens when you're actually not 100% connected to source energy. Because if you're 100% connected, then you can't really get drained because you're basically just channeling the energy. You're not giving it from you specifically correct that is so true um and actually uh my my sessions when i actually started working with the akashic records almost immediately after that class i pretty much almost all my sessions now are, do, are done that way um and i'm fine with doing reiki and i actually like continued with my reiki practice and became a reiki master teacher but it's always been the akashic work and this is this is the key to what you were just talking about is that um, like when even on a like I'm always protected when I open the records, it becomes like that energy source is so much more powerful than what's even going on in my life that I just give myself to it, you know, mm -hmm. where the energy comes through. There are the occasions when somebody's not as connected with their Akashic records, and so the energy doesn't come through as strong for them, but it, it, it still isn't as draining as like. Um, just trying to like that. One of the things was like, you open the records and that energy mm -hmm. comes in and I can feel like, uh, both the energy of what's going on with my client. And I can also feel the energy that's coming up from that higher vibration. And once I'm done with the session, I close the records and it's just like, it all goes away. So yeah. I don't walk away with like what with that person yeah. it was it's such an easy disconnect but then i also do like a, there's a little ritual too of washing your hands after a session you know yeah. and i find that that's important too just to continue with that um disconnect mm -hmm. but uh you, I, I know exactly what you're saying and and healing work does need to be very protected and if you're able to connect with uh your client you also have to be able to disconnect from your client mm -hmm. too Exactly, exactly. So could you give a bit more information to the audience, to my beautiful kings and queens listening? Um, what exactly can be achieved with that type of work that you're doing? Well, there are a lot of different things that people come in for. Mm -hmm. um, one thing is just the everyday stress of, of like when people go through situations in their life there are things that get held within the body 
And the work that I do is all about like getting all their chakras realigned and where there's more flow, because once you're in more flow from the head to the toe, you know, to the toe, it's more like from the spiritual world down to the earth. Um, and that, and they, we're just that body in between. Um, what happens is that, that when that gets all cleared out, then you're a lot of things open up um, for that person. So they generally like, you can just see it in my clients. Like when they're done after a session, they have more life. You can see it in their eyes. Uh, they smile. Uh, mm -hmm. Some of the people that, that I work with have been going through a lot of difficulties during these times. And so it's, it's worked on that level where it helps lift them out of things. So once they start feeling better, then they can take, it on their own, take their own steps to really improve their lives. And I can also work with uh, people that have been physically, have physical problems too. So even remotely, I've worked with people that have had back pain and other things and mm -hmm. um, been able to tune in with their energy body a lot stronger working with the Akashic Records. I have been able to do stuff uh, straight Reiki too as a distance, but I always have it preferred the Akashic because it's like when I'm doing that, uh, when I'm doing, it's actually called Akashic Blueprint integra Integration. And uh, what, I'm, what, what happens is that it's almost like they are laying on the bed in front of me. Like I have a table that I work with mm -hmm. and it's like I can feel their chakras and then I give feedback as to what's going on. So I don't know if that answered your question, but there, yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. like there's, there's, there's like one, one, one of the things is that, that people in order to get into their own health is it, there is a flow of energy. So like, it, you know, like people will, you know, you've heard, oh, my, you know, solar plexus is blocked or, you know, I've got too much, you know, pain in my heart chakra and things like that. But it's also, uh, it, it's not just that it's like, well, how is your heart chakra connected to the head? How is it connected to the solar plexus? And how is that flow of energy going through there? So there's, there, there'll be times like when, if somebody has lower back pain, and this just recently happened where, you know, I was working with the energy, trying to ground that energy out um, and connect to the earth. The starting or, uh, from the sacral chakra working, you know, down. Um, and, and so I'm working with the two chakras, the lower lowest chakras, the sacral chakra and the root chakra to get to clear that energy out. But as I moved my moved up and held the, the sacral chakra and tried the other chakras too, it was like I could feel that the energy that was in the heart chakra was also affecting what was going on the sacral. So it was like the flow of energy between those two was part of the weakness that was happening in, in the lower back. And it was confirmed that there were some things going on with the love life. So it was very interesting how that, you know, it co correlates well. So sometimes like there might be a block of lunch. I guess that's what I'm getting at is like sometimes there'll be a block or, or injury in a certain area, but it also might be how the flow of energy from other areas are affecting it too. So that's why I always like really work with mm -hmm. bringing the energy all the way through the body from head to toe, because once people are in that flow of energy and really connected to their spiritual energy and really connected to the earth, and all those chakras in between, then that's where real health comes from. And how long does it take for the session? 
I, I do hour sessions. Um, mm -hmm. it, it really works out well that way because mm -hmm. uh, with the hour session, um, it's just timed out. I, I can, I can do tune-ups and things like that, but I just prefer that for, because then you're just putting a bandaid on, yeah. uh, you know, because it's not like, you know, like, Oh, I've got this. Can you just work on my, you know, lower back? Well, then there's really like the getting my, my, my method of really working with the, uh, the flow of the energy. It's like the guides really like time it perfectly. There'll be times when I'll be like 55 minutes into a session and waiting for the energy flow to go. And I'm like, I don't know if this is going to happen. And then all of a sudden, like that last five minutes is all this like clearing. It's cleared. And now I'm like ch channeling the energy purely. It's amazing yeah. how the how the timing can work that way sometimes. Wow. And how how often would you say a person needs to book sessions to completely clear something? Well, you know, everybody is individual. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, if somebody's looking for just a boost of energy and getting rid of like even thoughts and things that are bothering them about something that's current, you know, one session can really make a difference. But the mm -hmm. but for somebody that's like really looking for doing the deeper work, um, I find that, you know, sometimes it's a little closer at the beginning, like we're somebody will come in and they'll have like uh, a session, like having a session and then it's like, okay, we got a lot cleared, but there's like another level there. And then maybe for that person that's come in the first time or done remotely for the first time, maybe mm -hmm. two weeks. Um, but generally after that, like doing a once a month type of thing adds maintenance to what's going mm -hmm. on in their lives but it also like can help propel them to the next level too. So people that are looking for faster growth and, and it, and it, this resonates with them is generally like two weeks mm -hmm. um, at the beginning. And then, but the, if they've got a lot going on, um, but if they don't have a lot going on, then even once a month is, is really good because most people that I work with seem to be people that are also doing work on their own and they're not just relying on this, you know, they're going to be doing, um, you know, like yoga or doing other types of exercise, eating right, hopefully, you know, and, um, maybe even doing other types of work. Like I have a few clients that, um, are also seeing counselors, so they're mm -hmm. getting their counseling work and then they come here and then they get their energetic work. Yeah, because because the body, you know, you work on spiritual level, but you also need to work on the physical level with the food and the exercise. And you also work on the mental level. And then you have this whole component where the whole body is like healing, you know, doing the whole work is being integrated. Yes, Yes, and you know that as a practitioner, how important mm. all that other stuff is, because I'm sure you find the same for you that that the clients that are uh, working on themselves outside of working with you um, are, you know, besides working with you, that they're working with somebody else. They grow faster and they get healthier faster and they're yeah. happier. And this is what we all strive for, a healthier society, because we are seeing the changes now. I mean, here in London, companies are finally starting to embody, you know, five-day, uh, a four-day working instead of five-day. Most companies now, the new companies are, you know, understanding they, they need to add certain benefits for the employees, for their mental health. And this is just the beginning, uh, you know, and I see 
I see, I see some light in the tunnel, you know, like nice. where we're heading right now, especially here in, the, in London. But uh, I definitely believe doing the energetical work because it's so easy to get off balance. You can get a oh, cold, you can get, you know, um, any virus or you can get, you can even read too much and you can get out of balance. I mean, you name it, you know, anything that puts you in too much like stress that just brings you out of alignment can be the cause of, uh, you know, of blocking up the chakras, which you just described. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, um, you know, in today's world, if you, if you watch news or even some TV shows like that, the, even if it's just a, a, a regular drama type of thing, but there's violence and there's other types of things that does affect the body. And what I found for myself and other people that are um, getting more in touch with this type of spiritual work is that that almost it becomes almost repulsive to to even go that route anymore. You know, mm-hmm. it's like I remember watching the horror movies, you know, when I was younger, and it's like, oh, I don't I don't really like that anymore. You know, it's just our our taste. Yeah, it's change. never been it's never been my thing. You know, horror movies have never been my thing. I, I always liked comedies and action movies. Um, yeah. Not really, not really a big fan of horror drama or any crime um, movies like that. Uh, do you do you want to share with us um, the article that uh, you you wrote for the magazine? Which was well, there were a couple I think that I wrote. Which which one was it? Um, if I could remind. <laughs> Because there was like the one where I went to Star Sirius. I don't know yes. if that was the one. Yes, this one. Can you share a bit more about that? Oh, sure. Yeah, that was that was actually pretty neat. And uh, what happened was it was uh, during the um, Lions Gate mm-hmm. um, of like not this last couple years ago. During the Lions Gate, which happens in August, I went to a full moon. I believe it was a full moon shamanic journey. And there was no intent behind it except, you know, to meet your guides and your guides were going to bring you somewhere. And um, with it was like it was a very, very um, wonderful setting and the drums were going and I was starting to like do this meditation while I was on my back on the yoga mat. And um, I was brought to this, like I went underground somehow and I saw a guide in front of me who had a torch and was light, lighting the way for us um, to walk through this this long, narrow pathway. And what happened was that he came up to, upon a door and uh, was just like, here is the door. And then he opened the door and, and in that door was all this like gold pieces. They were, they were like a lot of... Um, a, a lot of like um, candlesticks and a lot, you know, it wasn't like gold bricks. It was like things that were made out of gold were just like mm-hmm. in there. And it was very high energy, well, very well lit. And I was like, wow, that's really cool. And then he showed me the next door. We walked a little ways further. And in that room, uh, there was a room full of cut rubies. 
And in the in that was like all these different types of rubies that were cut different sizes. And somehow or other, when he opened the door, they didn't all fall out, but it felt like it was like they were like stacked up. <laughs> and then the next and then the next room was empty. Mm-hmm. In that um in that room, uh I was guided to walk into the center of it. So I walked into the center and all of a sudden, like the upper area just got really well lit up and I felt like it was almost like a cloud. And then there was like, I could tell that this was an angel, but it was like guided with an angel, like not actually carried, but somehow transported with an angel. And I landed on this dark uh, hill and, you know, I didn't know where I was at first, but I looked up at the sky and there was sky, the sky was really like filled with uh, stars because it was dark. And I look over on the hill and I could see below me kind of off to the side, there was somebody that was also like sitting there looking up into the sky. And I thought, wow, what a beautiful planet. And I'm like, well, where's the moon? And, and I heard there is no moon. I'm like, oh. Oh, that's interesting. So I must be somewhere different, <laughs> you know, and, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, okay, there is no moon. And then um, I was transported into the body of the, per- the being that was down there looking up at the sky and I became that being. So I know that it was like a past life. So I was like transported mm-hmm. into a past life or a concurrent life, however you want to call it. But in there, I got all these downloads, like, and I wrote it down like right away after this to, because I would have like totally forgotten it. Um, but, and I'm kind of barely remembering it now because it was just so profound, but basically I, I, I felt within myself filled with love, like just incredible love. And that this, this world didn't know war. It only knew love and it didn't need the moon like we need the moon for the tides and it, it supposedly keeps the oceans flowing. And, and there's a lot of good things that happen with the moon um, for us. But in that, in that world, they don't need a moon because there is a flow of energy that's naturally occurring because of all the love and the, and on that planet. And that basically I, when I was in that body too, I saw the stars too. And what that being was actually doing was connecting up, with the other lives that this being lived as me, you know, like, like I was one of those lives and he was Mm -hmm. maybe connecting in some way with me and, and other lifetimes too. Um, So that was really cool. And then what happened was uh, the, the person that was doing the shaman journey said, okay, now go back with your guide and, um, you know, have the guide bring you. And she even mentioned something like, and if you're in the stars, come on back, you know, because she kind of, we talked about it later. She saw that was the only one that was in the stars, but she could feel it. And um, while I was coming back, I looked down and I was up, up in the, up in the clouds and I could see the, the pyramids of Giza, mm-hmm. like daylight now. And I could see the pyramids of Giza and they were lined up like the star Sirius. And I'm like, oh, I was just up starting. I figured it out. I was like at star Sirius, you know, like up in that area. And I was like, wow. Okay. So then I came back. But the cool thing, this is what was really cool is the next year, which was just last year. 
I did another um, activation, so to speak, where there was uh, they, what they were doing was bringing us into portal of star Sirius during Lionsgate. So it was like a year, almost exactly a year later. This was during all the Lionsgate's activations in 2021. Everybody was going nuts on um, social media about it. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to do one of these. And so I, I, I signed up for it and I was listening to it. And the, the cool thing was that in that activation, we were supposed to go under the pyramid of Giza, the big one, and go underneath and go into a room that was empty. And the we were going to be, and then at that point, we were transported to Star Sirius in the by an angel. I was like, wow, I just did that last year. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> you know, it was like the whole activation was the whole activation was set up like that. You know, it was like that was the activation. So they saw it almost exactly how I did it the year before. So yeah. I knew that that was a very pure activation, too. Mm. That was so cool. Did you do you think that maybe when you met that being on that planet, you kind of experienced your multidimensional self because we're living probably, you know, parallel lives on different planets at the same time? Oh, absolutely. That was myself. Hmm. That, and that's why I was like transported. That's why I was allowed to be transported in, I'm sure. Like, yeah. that's why I became that being and actually felt different when that, when I was like in, in, in that um, energy of that being. So, yeah, it is like um, it, it was a, a, an aspect of myself that may have been a previous life, maybe a future life, who knows, you know, but they're all concurrent on the energetic level, as you know, once mm -hmm. you go out of the 3D. True, yeah, true, because yeah, everything but, is that linear as we are seeing it here with past, oh, present, and future. So when you when you actually were in that being of yourself, of your other self, <laughs> I'll call it that way, yeah. um, you obviously, you said you felt only a presence of love. There was no fear which we're experiencing in this matrix, which is leaving now, and we're shifting to the 5D. Did you have any different kind of like sensation taste or anything or like how did you look physically different well i, I didn't see how i looked oh, no. okay so i i actually don't i i think there were two hands two feet type of thing you know mm -hmm. like that um but like i said when i was looking at that being it was on a hillside and it was dark so i had no idea like if i saw the face i, I would wouldn't have any idea like I didn't look down at my hands but mm -hmm. or anything like that but what I did have was this overwhelming sensation of love that's just the main thing I got some knowledge too and I put that in my Facebook uh uh you know post and I pr probably in the in the one that I sent you too um mm -hmm. so but but see like the thing is I'm glad that I wrote it wrote down exactly what those were uh the, like the next day or maybe even that day I wrote it down because otherwise I would have forgotten. Yeah. Cause it wasn't until the next year that I actually created that article. Um, and, and I did that after the second, after I did the second one, um, hmm. you know, the, after I did the second um, activation, like the first one was the journey and the next lion's gate was the activation. 
and I put the two together and I was like, wow, that is just amazing. It is. It is. Did you meet any other beings while you weren't serious or it was just you for, for that special moment? It was just that special moment. It was very, it was much solitude there, yeah. much peace. Yeah. And it was, uh, it was more of, I'm sorry. Peace and serenity and love. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And connection. So I, you know, maybe that being was like in some way by, by me becoming that being, I knew that there was like, this being was up there connecting to the stars and the other lifetimes. And somehow or other, I got called to him. Or, yeah, I believe it was a him. You know what I mean? Where it was yeah, just like, yeah, yeah. yeah, I was like, okay. Like maybe yeah. that was the experience. Like maybe there were like that, maybe that being on that particular, during that particular meditation was able to also connect up with other lives. And I became, maybe he picked up on something that I, uh, of who I was, by me being inside of him for that short time. Mm -hmm. So maybe well, I had an impact on him too. Yeah, it, it must have been something with uh, you specifically, the connection, and obviously it's kind of the multi multiverse, like the multidimensional self. It's experiencing yes. itself at the same time in different planets or even different uh, galaxies. And then when you, when you kind of connect all pieces of yourself, that can be a very powerful experience. I mean... Uh, I personally haven't gone that far, but I, I'm just listening from your experience. I mean, I'm I'm sure there's more to explore. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, that was totally by accident. Mm -hmm. There was no. Oh, there is like, no accident, David. Well, I you know what I mean. But like, I mean, it wasn't like. <laughs> yes, well, yes. No, I I know that. I don't mean like. I don't mean like that. I mean, it wasn't a guided meditation. Like there was yeah. no. The only guidance was to connect up with the, uh, you know, with your guides. And, and I'm pretty sure it was somewhere in your contract that once upon a time, when there is a guided meditation, this is how we're going to meet. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, it wasn't intentional on, on my little 3D world look, you yeah. know. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I meant by that. Like, mm -hmm. it's, it, it wasn't even like, it, 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 that's how those things are. It, it's yeah. like, yes, there are those soul contracts and you will be brought. Mm -hmm. So if there is like something like that, that's meant for you too, that will happen and it will mm -hmm. happen and you'll be guided to it. You will experience exactly. Wow. This was uh, tremendously like, um, you know, like a Marvel movie story for me because it's uh, it's always good to hear other people's experiences, you know, of what they've experienced while deep, yeah. deep meditation and or, um, you know, any um, psychedelic journey just because we are, at the end, we're all one part of the creator experiencing itself in different bodies and different selves. But it's, it's just, for me, it's very interesting to hear other people's journeys wow yeah yeah it, it's really amazing i'm thank sure you. i'd love to hear some of yours sometime too yeah i've got i've got cool. one more really quick one if yeah if sure go this, for it this is more like working with animal totems and i forgot yeah. exactly um what the raven and the you know like we have crows here in chicago um but this was really cool because it was like it was so surreal I was actually like in that st store where I, I, I started doing like the, 
energy work and things like that. I was working with a shaman too at that time, a different shaman than the one that I just told you about. But mm -hmm. uh, on my way, I was going to go for a journey, for a shamanic journey. And on my way, I, I, I always took a bus there and I took the bus and I got off at a side street. And in Chicago, there's a lot of high trees. They're very tall. And it was kind of like near fall. So there wasn't a lot of... Um, a lot of leaves on the trees. But as I was on the side street walking towards the store that I was going to get my shamanic journey, I kind of, I started hearing all these like crows and I, I look up and these crows are going like from one tree to the next tree. And they're almost like following me. Mm -hmm. And it was like, really like, like we were walking in tandem. They were a little bit behind me. And as I got like, halfway to the to where I was going to go I then they started like going a little bit of ahead of me so they were hopping from tree to tree and I've never seen it and they were just like crowing they were like ka 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 I was like wow and then I kind of then I started hearing that there that there was a, like one main one that was like in front of me and as I approached I saw that there was like one in front of me on the same side of the street on this big tall tree crowing at the other crows and they were like going past and mm -hmm. then they were all past as I was uh, when I walked up to that tree and I was just about ready to turn left that one crow that was facing the direction that I had just come from um, once I stepped underneath him he or he or she turned and flew away as I mm -hmm. turned to the left and went up to the next block where I was going to go to my store. So it was like the, these birds were like accompanying me on my shamanic journey. It was just like so cool. I felt like, I mean, if there's not a mood setter for a shamanic journey and crows, I don't know what else it would be, you know? So it was just, it's, it was just a cool experience. Like the showing the animal totems, and like I said, I, I, I don't really like remember exactly what the what the crows mean, but they, they do have a special meaning, especially with uh, shamanism. Wow. Well, you have definitely been guided to go there. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 you know, there's so many like little experiences that have happened over the years. It's just so cool when you're really in touch with the world around us. You know, we always, you know, as as just in our regular lives, you know, for almost everybody that's on this uh, podcast listening can probably remember a time when they thought of somebody and within a day or two, that person got a hold of them yeah. because of that connection. And it, it goes with our lives are so yeah. much more energetically connected than we really even realize sometimes. Oh, David, it, this was like an amazing story. Thank you so much for sharing all your wisdom. Before we oh, close, yeah. uh, could you please tell um, tell us how people can reach you? Let's say they want to book healing with you. Yeah, you know, you can find out more. I'm on, uh, I'm on Facebook under my name, mm -hmm. David Lee. Um, I'd be happy to connect that way. Um, but I, I've been doing a lot of work on uh, TikTok, too, out of all mm -hmm. places. There's a spiritual TikTok community over there. So uh, my handle on there, and I also 
do things on Instagram are th both those handles are the same, which is ak Akashic Energy. So that's A K A S A S. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> here I go. I'm trying to spell it. A K A S H I C, and then Energy on both of those. Um, is a very easy way for you to see what I'm actually doing and what I'm about. Yes. I know. I've seen your TikTok videos. They are lovely. You just sent people loving energy. So for everyone listening, if you need to charge your batteries, David's always uh, posting on TikTok uh, videos to uplift your energy. I will post in the description of this video, of this recording, how to uh, reach him via TikTok and Facebook for all okay. of Fans. Yeah, and then, then there's also yeah uh, through my website too, mm -hmm. and that's chi that's chi balancing center, so mm -hmm. it's chi and then balancingcenter.com, and that oh, has okay. information there add too. That into the description so people know how to reach you as well. Thank you so much, David. It's been a bless uh, to have you on the podcast to share your knowledge and your interesting experience with meditation. Oh, well, thank you for bringing it out, you know, for bringing it up and letting me to uh, giving me an opportunity to talk about it. It was great. Yeah, I really appreciate you. Of course. Thank you so much. Wish you love and light and speak to you soon. And you thank too. You thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.